Hops and Stocks podcast is presented by 100 Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. So what So what does it mean when you raise somebody else's honey hole? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what it means. <laughs> oh, I'm glad this topic came back. Because some people, some people are protective of their honey hole. <laughs> Like when you were coming down, when you were coming down to our honey hole, all in our territory. Yeah, but, but worry about that. I, I gave you heads up. This man right here in the top left hand corner was in was in my my home honey hole. Without me knowing. <laughs> he snuck in. Yeah, snuck man. You gotta be respectful. Nah, he, he didn't sneak in, man. He sent you a picture. I sent you a picture. Yeah, after after you was gone. It wasn't live. He sent you a picture as, as he was about to walk, walk through the hole. When you call, when you call, it was in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. You you already did your deed, though. You already- <laughs> yeah, I mean, visiting somebody else's honey hole is part of the game, I guess. Take three. <laughs> Welcome to the hops, huh? All right. I was just laughing. Take four. Take five. Take six. Take seven. Welcome to the Hops and Stocks podcast. This is episode four. Today we will be reviewing a variety of beers from Wild Mine Ales, 18th Street Brewing, Hubbard's Cave, and also uh, Skygazer Brewing Company. Um, we will also be discussing what makes a good honey hole. So I'm gonna go ahead and get this thing started and crack this. Uh, man, there y'all go. There y'all go with this topic, man. What you talking about the honey holes? <laughs> go ahead and crack this watercolors replay. So this is a Burliner style wise, and it has a uh, passion fruit, mango, tangerine, peach, apricot, pineapple, vanilla, and milk sugar. Sounds like a bunch of deliciousness to me. Um, it's 5.5, so it's something light. As y'all can tell, I got a thing for these orange beers because everything I don't reviewed have been orange. Like yeah, it looks pretty good. Huh? Like some OJ. <laughs> yeah, it does look like some orange yeah, juice. It do. But I've actually drank beer and made mimosas on Saturdays with beer. That uh that pineapple stout, I mean that pineapple IPA that UA had. Yeah, that'd be perfect for a mimosa. Oh yeah, just <laughs> it looked like he closed his eyes with that. <laughs> uh, just like I imagine, it's hard to go wrong with all these different different fruits. Um, this is good. I like this. I might need a minute before I get back to a review. Hey, what's that? What's that price point on that? Um, I think this was like I bought this as a single, so I believe it was either four ninety nine or five ninety nine a can. Um. And so that, actually, that's what I've been doing a lot more of is buying singles instead of committing to the whole four pack. And if I like it, then I'll go back and grab the four pack. You know, yeah. sometimes you grab the four pack and you like, it look good, sound good. You drink it and you're like, dang, I got four more of these, three yeah, more, three more of these to finish. Yeah. And I didn't particularly, particularly care for it. 
but this is a, a, a great summer weather beer. Um, something to chill out by the pool. Um, it's, it's, it's tasty, man, for real. Did you give us the ABV on that one? 5.5. So 5. it's something light. Um, I think what I had the other the other night that was good was 8.8. .8. Those yeah. ones that sneak up on you if you drink two of those. But yeah, I'm starting to find myself picking up more and more Berliner Star Wise beer. I don't know why, um, but I guess these take well to these tropical fruit type offerings. And every single one I've had so far has, has been on point. That's well, what I got. What's that rating? Oh shit! I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go four. Actually, four I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go four and a quarter. This is a little bit. This is a little bit higher. It's gonna be tough to probably get a five out of me. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go four and a quarter on this out of five. I I like it. Like I would go back and buy it again for sure. Um, once again, this is Watercolors Replay Sky Gazer Brewing Company. I believe they're out of Connecticut, East Coast company. So who's up next? I'm cracked and ready, so I'll give you my review. Um, I have a orange shaker IPA. It's a, a milkshake style IPA, dry hopped with orange and vanilla bean. Let me see if I can get the can on there for y'all. Um, this is 18th Street Brewing. It's out of uh, Indiana. It sounded like they got started in Gary, Indiana. And needed more space, so they moved to some place called Hammond, Indiana. I'm not familiar with Hammond, but um, yeah, here we go, man. Orange cream sugar. Tasty. Just an IPA, man. I, I ain't really getting much of the, you know, the the cream or any of that, man. It's you can get a little bit of the orange, but I was hoping, you know, get a little bit more of that cream going down. But. So it just tastes like your your basic IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, if you cracked it and it just said IPA, you'd be pretty satisfied. But you know, when it says milkshake, orange shaker, yeah, uh, cream style orange and vanilla bean, you know, I was, you know, I was expecting a little bit more flavor on it. What's the ABV? Window, a lot of window dressing. Yeah, I got a, I got a 6.7 ABV on this one. 6.7? Yeah, so I mean, you know, like, like you said, it'd be good for chilling at the pool or chilling on the patio. Um, it would definitely, you know, meet that need. Um, but I, I don't know if it exactly lives up to the flavor, I promise. So I'm going to, I'm gonna give that a three. Ooh, it's a good IPA, but you know I'm disappointed because I feel like it didn't really nail what they were, you know, trying to nail. So, would you cop it again? No, <laughs> no. I if you had a four pack, would you give two away? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be willing to share that that four pack. <laughs> Whoever needed one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some beers you like, hey, man, I can't even share this with you. Like, if, if I crack some, you can have a little pour of it. I, yeah. can't, I, can't, I can't give you a whole can. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do a, if you don't mind, there's a shot of it. Pretty interesting yeah. can, man. I, I thought this was probably one of the most interesting cans I've seen. 
I mean, it really doesn't even have the name of the brewery on it. It just has these these skulls. But uh, this is called Wild Mine Ale. It's a uh, smoothie style sour ale, and it's um, supposedly heavily heavily fruited with um, cherry, blueberry, and um, and with a milk sugar. So let's see. <laughs> the milk let's sugar see. can be dangerous for you. You already know what the milk sugar be hitting. <laughs> that toast. <laughs> it's gonna have you BG'd. Yeah, see that. That's a beautiful looking a beautiful beer. Color. Man, yeah. Beers like that are always good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, well, no, nah, because you didn't like that oh, urban artifact. That was the same that, color. It's an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> that, that astronaut food. A questionable pour right there. I know. Yeah, you got a, lot of, got a lot of head on there, man. What do you, what I do you did because I, I don't want to spill it. I didn't want to spill it on my equipment, man. <laughs> Dangerous. He about to get it. I don't like you guys. I always like to take a little sniff, yeah, man, see if I can get some of those notes. I took a sniff huh? of mine. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the video record show I clearly severe. Man, that's good, man. It's heavy with the cherry, but I, I don't mind that. Cherry's always good. What about the sour? I'm really not getting no. That's what I'm saying. I don't like, well, you know, previous episodes, I think we've all mentioned that I don't like the sour. Uh, sourness, but you're not getting, you're getting a nice balance. You're getting a real nice balance between the sour that they're promoting and a good taste. Take another one. Yeah, all that, you're touching all that bone. What you tasting? Is it tart? <laughs> is it tart with the cherry? Bone? I got no bone. Why showing bone? No, it's. But when they say it's heavily fruited, I think that's what they were going for. Because this is a, a fruity beer. I think anyone would enjoy this anytime. Like, I mean, just you know, with dinner or, you know, just, just anytime, man. This is, this is a real good beer. The milk sugar, I'm not sure what that even supposed to taste like. So this is a, it's only 4.5, uh, by the way. And it's out of uh, Wanakee, Wisconsin, the same place as... Uh, UA. Okay. Yeah. What was the what was the flavors on there again? It's a um, cherry, blueberry, and milk sugar, heavily, and it's a smoothie style. So I'm I'm getting a little, you know, I'm getting a smoothie. This is delicious, man. It's kind of hard. To go. There, there's just certain fruits that if you jack, I think, I think it's like this. Fruits, this you're doing something wrong. Like there's certain fruits I go after. Like when I see passion fruit, mango, tangerine, peach, and like I'm copping it. And I, very rarely do you get something that has like those type of fruits that's that's just terrible. Fellas, yeah, y'all need to get, you know what? We're gonna talk about the honey hole, but I got this at the honey hole. It was on, on sale. What's, what's the name of that again? Wild Mine Ale. All right, I recognize the can, but you know, for the listeners, give them the name, Wild Mine Ale. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Probably gonna drop I, will, I will give this, man, I will give this. Only because the uh, ALC is not as strong. I like to be around a six percent. You know, even even if it's not that strong, I would give this probably uh, out of five mugs, probably a four and a quarter. Okay. What's the price um, point on that? It was like I said, it was eighteen ninety nine for a four pack, but I got it for seven ninety nine. Oh damn! You can't beat and, that. And I probably and I probably should grab. 
I, I got myself one and I got a big career one. See, I ain't gonna lie, man. When I look at, and it's just, it's just me. When I look at that price point, $18.99, and I see that 4.5, a lot of times I, I leave it on the shelf. Cause I feel like I'm getting cheated. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, like, like you said, we'll get into this later, but I'm like, man, the honey hole, you know, if you look, it's always something on sale, man. Yeah. And maybe that's why they discounted it because that's it wasn't even, too. yeah, the, 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 the value versus how much you're going to get from AOC. But yeah. And that's, that's, that's real a, a real big thing for me. Like I've seen some, some stuff that's upwards of like $20 and I look, first thing I do is look at it and I'm like, Yo, five? Like, nah, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. Feel you. <laughs> ABB thoughts, man. Yeah, I didn't pay. I didn't pay the eighteen ninety nine. Nah, that's a that's it's, a good price, man. It's worth. It's worth. The taste is worth eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, I could dig it. I guess I'll anchor this cipher. Yeah, that is a good color. Yeah, that color is nice. Um, this is out of Hubbard's Cave. It's a German chocolate cake, Imperial Stout. ABV is 12%. Go ahead and crack it. What's the uh, Duke? What's the Duke content on that? <laughs> there is no. <laughs> hey, so 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 pardon that man if he he takes a snooze mid-podcast. Nice thick and rich. Black in color. Yeah, yeah that. it's got that multi, that multi. Can't beat up. We be repping the Bears on here, baby. And you know what, Blast? This is out of uh, Chicago. This brew. Ah, okay. All right. They for real? I didn't realize that. Yep. Bear down. West side okay. of Chicago. Bear down. It's a, once again, it's a German chocolate cakes imperial stout, twelve percent APV. Go night night. What's the APV? Twelve. Twelve. You can taste that off the off the open. You can taste that pecan, that chocolate. It's real. It's real rich. It's a good beer. Now this ain't no summer. I wouldn't recommend this on a hot summer day. <laughs> nah. nah, I um, that that I can co I can co-sign that beer. That's that's one of the better chocolate stocks that I've had. And I, I think y'all said that it's not real coconutty, right? Not nah, okay. you don't. Uh, a lot of times, I can't remember too much that I've had where it's a lot of coconut for, forward because coconut kind of gets lost in a um, a lot of the other like heavier flavors. I had a good one out of Natty. Um, I can't remember the name of the brewery right now, man, but it it was real coconut forward. I, I liked it. You know, people that probably don't like coconut probably wouldn't care for it too much, but I yeah. thought I thought it was pretty close to nailing you know the, the actual taste of German chocolate cake. This is this is on point, man. Out of out of five mugs, I'm I'm going to get this a, a four and a half. Wow. Yeah. Now, the price point on this joint. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. Is, yeah. This is the I gotcha factor. It's it doesn't come in a singles. It doesn't come in a four pack. It comes in two pack. Okay. So you get two for seventeen. Yeah. See, down this way, you can get Hubbard's Cave in the single. Yeah, yeah. I, I I bought in the single and uh, usually. I bought the single, I believe it was for $8.99. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it was in the eight range. Yeah, but you also gotta think though, with that high ABV, it's like two brews. Yeah, it is. Like it's you getting double the ABV on what's the, uh, what's the lactose content on that? <laughs> <laughs> Good man. I know why it's called two. 
maybe two Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one number, number two. Number two. Hubbard's Cave, chocolate German cake stout, imperial stout. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite ones. I like that one. I feel cheated, man. I feel cheated. I can't really enjoy those, man. I'm gonna have to uh, go cop that and uh, cop the one you had, Doug. That might be. I really, I really feel cheated. In the work. That's are those I, still um? Are those still on sale down there, Doug? I haven't been. Like I haven't been to uh, Honey Hole since I I cop that that small hall. How long ago was that? Uh, Let's talk weeks. about that. Man. Two Probably weeks. two weeks. Couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go tomorrow because it's it's Friday. Yeah, Let's talk about the hole and 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 what we mean by halls and, yeah. and that type of jargon. But you know, I meant to go back to get that. Um, who posted it? I think you posted it, uh, Billy. The uh, the UA was it mango? Mango. Yeah. It's it's mango. Okay. They they out of the mango. No, he, he was telling me it was dropping. He was telling me it was coming. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's legit. I got to get that one too. Yeah, I probably uh well tomorrow, man. It's pro- honey holes uh, around the country probably gonna be deep. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you're right with the holiday. Yeah, with the holiday. <laughs> yeah. I might want to go early or <laughs> go tonight. <laughs> Official Just kickoff go- of summer, basically. Yeah, this gonna- this will be crappy weather all around here, ain't it? I know yeah. that is, and I think up y'all way it's supposed to be. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be in like the sixties. Yeah, I was just like, man, how's it the official start of summer and it's <laughs> it, it's gonna be cold? Like you can't do nothing. It's I'm still firing up the grill. Them pools, I guarantee. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Monday's gonna be fine. It's gonna rain tomorrow. tomorrow. But I think it's a chance of rain, but it's gonna still be like seventy-five. What's a uh, so what's a honey hole? I thought we already talked about honey hole, but maybe we, we, we probably did. But you know, we got to give our listeners a refresh of what exactly a honey hole is. We got it. We got into the honey holes, but we never talked about like today's specific topic is what what makes a place a honey hole or what makes a place a good honey hole. Um, so let's talk about some of the factors that that you. Well, I, I think you should at least tell them what a honey hole is. If somebody's this is our first time tuning in to us, let them know what a honey hole is. Uh, we when we reference Honey Hole, it's it's a a store. You know what I'm saying that has a great selection of what we're looking for, which is craft beer. Um, price point is is important in the Honey Hole. I mean, you don't want to support a place that's selling overpriced stuff. So you look at price, um, location, location. Like, is it close? You know what I'm saying? Like, some Honey Holes are are, are you have to travel a little bit. Also, for me specifically, I like to go to places um, where the the workers are are knowledgeable. Yeah, exactly. good. Exactly. Good. I'm saying. Um, yeah. Once again, you know, I, I haven't had every beer. You know, I, I think that I have a, a decent palate for beer, but I haven't had everything. So I like to get recommendations from people. You know, what I'm saying who may have had something that I may not had, yep. or can recommend something that I typically may not buy. Like, you know, what I'm saying, what do you think about this? So I have a honey hole around here. Um, and one of the guys that's in one of my local beer groups, you know, he runs the beer section. So I chat with him online about what's going on. And then he'll always post what they get in. And I'll run up there and get it and, you know, chop it up with him a little bit. But that's, that's for me, that's what makes a good honey hole. Also, does the honey hole allow you to, to break a four pack? 
Yeah. Um, at, first, I, at first, I didn't think that was a, a big deal to me because I was just, if I was invested in something, I'll, I'll just buy it. But now when you go in there and they allow you to break up this, the four pack just to get a single um, so you can try a lot more beers. Now, overall, you're going to pay more for four beers because yeah. how they price them. But like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you're not committed to a four pack, you know what I'm saying, that you may not like. See, as of, as of right now, I have to commit to a four pack or in today's review, a two pack because <clears throat> I'm not allowed to, you know, break open a four. Well, yeah, so back, I've never tried to. That's a bad honey hole. <laughs> it, it, it's unique. My honey hole is unique. <laughs> but I mean, at, at the bare minimum, I guess your your honey hole at least has the selection, though. Yeah, they have the selection. Because as of a few months ago, I didn't have a home honey hole. You feel me? I was going, if y'all didn't know, I live in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. So I was going to Cincinnati to blast and Doug's honey hole, which is, you know, 45 minutes away just to get a particular beer because they don't they didn't have it here. So, you know. So what so what does it mean when you raise somebody else's honey hole? Oh man. <laughs> you know what it means. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> oh, I'm glad this topic came back. Because some people some people are protective of their honey hole. <laughs> Like when you were coming down, when you were coming down to our honey hole, all in our territory. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I gave you heads up. This man right here in the top left hand corner was in was in my my home honey hole. How you know him? He snuck in. Yeah, Nah, he didn't sneak in, man. He sent you a picture. I sent you a picture. Yeah, after after you was gone. It went live. He sent you a picture as, as he was about to walk, walk through the hole. When you called, when you called, it was in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. You you already did your deed, though. You already- <laughs> I mean, visiting somebody else's honey hole is part of the game, I guess. I, I don't know, man. I mean, we, you know, we, we try to, uh, you know, hopefully uh, our honey hole will eventually break some bread with us because I, I know me and Doug have sent plenty of people to our right. honey bowl. So, you know, it's about time for them to sit down with us, if you're asking me. <laughs> Talk <laughs> some numbers. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, man. That guy, the guy that works our honey hole, I know he recognizes me all the time, but he, he always act like this is the first time he, he's seen me. I'm like, man, come on, man. You and I form this relationship, get this going. Yeah, I like I like what you said, E. I mean, like the, the guys that and and girls because there's there's a female that works at our shop too. Oh, yeah, she's um, talking to it. She's yeah talking to it. they 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 can steer you in a direction that you know you normally wouldn't go. Like I think we all kind of have certain pockets that we go for, and you know sometimes the the workers will send you in a whole different direction. And you're like, oh man, yeah, I, I wouldn't have even considered that, and you end up you know finding something else you like. Right. Well, you know what the the staff at our honey hole was very knowledgeable, and he's. He, he steered me this direction. Actually, yeah. it was the girl. I think it was the girl. Um, the lady, she was like, you know, the, if you like UA, they're brewed out of the same brewery as UA. And I was like, oh, you know, sorry about that. That was a, that was a, let me, let me mute out for here's, a, here's a good question. If you didn't have a recommendation and you just went into a spot blindly, what would draw you to a beer? That's a good question. 
I think this this is probably this is like one of the topics that I would like to talk about on like a separate podcast. But um, because I think you can you can probably talk about this for a while. But honestly, the very first thing that catches my attention is the is the is the label. You know what I mean, like, what does the artwork look like? Um, <clears throat> or if I follow if I follow the beer like on social media, the way they stage it, the way they put you know the ingredients all around and stuff like that. But when I go into a store, there's certain things that I'm looking for, which is you know what I'm saying some of my favorite breweries. I'm looking to see if they got anything new first. Um, after that, it may be I've been looking for a particular style. Um, and if I'm not familiar with them, a lot of times my eye is just drawn to the artwork. And if I like the artwork, I'll pick it up and then I'll read it and see what it says. And I'm like, okay, I commit to this. Um, but I think the artwork is, is, is huge. Um, but, I, but then again, I guess it, it, on the flip side of that, you got a, uh, <clears throat> a label like Hubbard's Cave, like that's just black and white plain. But that, that caught my attention when I was actually, I, the first one, the German chocolate cake I got, I got from y'all's honey hole down in Cincinnati. Um, but that, that black and white. That Everybody's plain, he's, a, he's a habitual honey hole raider. Oh, I'm raiding honey holes. He does. <laughs> that, that can caught my attention because it wasn't loud. It wasn't colorful. It was yeah. just black and white. And I was like, damn, let me see what that is. And when I started reading it, I'm like, okay, stout, 12%, German chocolate. German chocolate. I'm like, you can't mess this up. And so I bought that. Um, yeah. See, those those vibrant colors is what draws me to it. Then I get to read. Then I'm a, I ain't going to lie. Bright colors attract me to it. And then I get to read the ABV. Right. Yeah, ABV is important too, man. Yeah, if it's not like, it has to be over like six. Because if it's like six, uh, I can go to UDF and get that beer. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. those aren't honey holes to me. Those are, and I don't want to sound like a beer snob or something, but. Oh, I mean, that's that's what we are, man. That's, that's what we story. are. Like, yeah. embrace it, brother. <laughs> embrace it. But, but at the price point we're paying for these beers, you can't just sit back and, and, and chug three or four of them. You got to, you know, sip one. Now, if I go to UDF, I'll give me a six-pack or a 12-pack, and I don't care about, you know, just going to town on them because, you know, I can get them. They're readily available. But I, I think I think sometimes, man, the notes that we get, even if if we're paying at a four point five ALC like I did, I'm not I'm not getting that flavor from UDF with a uh, you know a Coors Light or nothing like that. I'm not getting that flavor at all. I was just about to say we need to get our corporate sponsor in here. <laughs> beat up, Mister Man. Yeah, yeah, beat, beat up, up beat up. You, you, know, you missed the whole drinking game, man. You, you owe a drink, man. You owe a sip. <laughs> I was just about to shoot to you, Doug. Like, hey, man, you need to do your thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, the uh, the flavors and that, I'll pay. I may pay up a little bit because I'm getting such good flavor. But, uh, I mean, going back to Honey Hole, though, man, what I like about our Honey Hole is that everything is pretty much always in the same spot. So if you're looking for UA, you're going to find those UAs right there on the Right side. on the back. Yeah, right on the yeah, back. You know, so your your selection, you don't have to look all over the place to find what you what you uh, want because you can be in a honey hole for a long time, man. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they got it broken out so nice. You walk in, it's local. You know, you kind of go around the back and you get, you know, 
uh, I guess what it would be called domestic. And then if you go over to the side, you got the foreign stuff. Um, they they right. got it real separated. So you just kind of walk in, make your trip around, and then you, you back out. See, when I when I came to y'all's honey home, I'm like, man, I, I mean, y'all told me how to get there. And I got in there. I'm like, all right, this is a, super, this is a supermarket. And I see where the where the alcohol is. So I walk in there. I'm like, hey, man, I ain't going to never find this UA. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you walk in, and it's, it's pretty much – to the right on the back side of that first that first island right there and then like if you look to the to the to the left towards the windows they got like packs and singles no the first the first one got the singles and the one by the window got the packs right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, i mean it's almost like walking in a lay out of y'all hole <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> in case i gotta do some work one time and come to them vents <laughs> It's like, God, a, it's like going through a candy knows, store, man. He knows what you like. I mean, cause I don't know. I, I I guess we need to get his name, man. But the the big white yeah. guy. I, I know I knew his name, but I can't remember it off offhand. He he always knows. Like, okay, you like UA, so you know I'm a I'm a direct you to some uh, dessert offerings or whatever. Because yeah, that's you know that's that's the the lane I've been in. I'm gonna but, tell you something that uh that that affects me too, man. Is the price point like. I'm I'm drawn. Obviously, everybody is drawn to a lower price point. But you know, with the stuff we drink, a, a higher price point catches my attention too. Like, oh, this is ten dollars. This must be good. If it's ten dollars, man, I'm gonna have to. Make it. it got somebody. It got yeah, somebody. Too. I'm like, I, I don't. I don't bought a. I mean, I got a couple of you know twenty dollars singles. They they've been bigger, but you yeah, know what I'm saying. Deuces. Twenty dollar, fifteen dollar singles. Don't be fooled, man. Hey. Yeah. Because when we, I came into the game drinking just regular beer. When I mean my regular beer, Budweiser, Bud Light, I wouldn't get off Budweiser or Bud Light. Eric kept trying to get me to get off of it. Like, I'm like, Nigga, I'm not coming up off this. You know what I'm saying? This is what I drink. Corona, Heineken yeah. is, is a further extent I go. And then we went to a store and he got Kentucky bourbon something. What was it called? Kentucky bourbon ale. It was like $60 oh, yeah. or something for a four pack. It was expensive. And it, and I cracked one, and it was like, man, it had too much bite to it. I'm like, man, I don't see how you could drink this. It got too much bite to it. But now he, he just kept putting in my ear, you got to change your palate. You got to change your palate. I'm like, all right. <laughs> now it's like I can't drink a Budweiser, man. Man, I'm telling you, man, once you grow up and you get off a of, off of basic beer, crazy. Um, like yeah, a Coors Light or something, like a Coors Light or something like that. A Budweiser nasty to me right now. I, I, I can't drink a <laughs> I think that I think that was I think that was a double course like that. <laughs> I think I say course like twice. <laughs> but um nothing against course like but no once it <laughs> is all about it is all about hashtag, hashtag course like yeah it is all about expanding <laughs> your palate man because I it's not like I used to be into craft beer either. The first time that I had like an IPA, I thought it was gross. I was like, man, I'm never drinking this again. Um but I just kept trying different stuff. And then once I actually start going to, to local breweries and enjoying their offerings and doing flights, like it's the best way to get hip to stuff is do a flight. You only commit to like three ounces, um, sometimes five, and just start figuring, figuring out what you like and then kind of find your way. I mean, there's thousands of beers in all these different styles. So you, you're going to find something that you like. And then you're like, okay, I like this. And then just start trying different varieties around that particular style. And then as you, you know, mature in your, your, your beer journey or whatever, 
branch off. I mean, I had some stuff where I'm like, eh, I wasted my money on that one. Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up about back on the honey holes, and this is probably something that y'all should consider talking to, like y'all, y'all beer connects is um, the honey hole that I go to. They're actually about to start a beer rewards club. So pretty much rewarding the people that come spend with them. You know what right. I mean? And like the people that spend with them, you get points. And then they got this back room where it's, just, you know, the 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 dundata of the beers. Like this, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The, the creme de la creme. Yeah, the stuff that they're not putting on the shelves. But if you're a loyal customer, you can come shop in the back room. And so I I, I like that because I, I spent a lot of money with this particular spot. And so to be rewarded for that, you know what I'm saying? They can keep getting my money. You know what I mean? It's a lot of places, a lot of, you know, like non-mom pop, non-mom and pop shops that you just a you just a dollar to them. This is the actual mom and pop spot that they, you know what I'm saying, they're they're, they're appreciative of the money that you're spending with them. So I, I kind of like the fact that they're gonna have a rewards program here pretty soon. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. That's a good idea, man. Yeah, bring that up to our honey hole. And then also yeah. just build, I know I know y'all talk to the dude, but just building that relation, like he should know your name. You know what I mean? Because a lot yeah. of times for me, I'll just text my homeboy like on like on Instagram or something like that. If I see that he dropped something and I know I can't get up there right away and it might be a fast mover, I'm like, hey, yo, can you put me one back? And he knows that I'm a loyal customer. So he'll just set something to the side for me. So, yeah. And it's important to have a secondary honey hole too, because the, the first one, is it's more intimate, but then I have a, a larger honey hole, like a, a mega honey hole. That's a yeah. jump yeah, down. I got two of them too, man. I and and I'm always on the lookout for more, man. Like, yeah. you know, depending on where you be in the city, I'm like, ooh. Like I I've stopped in a place just to kind of see if it'll be for me. And I walk in, I'm like, nah, this one ain't for me. Yeah. And I'll you know, just keep keep it moving. But you got the gas station, right? Is that number yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. I, I got a gas station that's crazy, man. They got like, uh, yeah, man, that's they got, unheard of. They got they got beer on tap at the gas station. Hey, it's man, like, they got like they got like ten taps, man. In the gas station. In the gas station, yep. Like you can get a pint, or you got to get a growler. I think either way. I think you know. It, I've never really seen nobody sit down, but they have a couple stools if if you wanted to kick it in the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> hey, explain to the audience what a pint and a growler is, man. Well, you know, the pint is kind of like the uh, the glasses that you see us drinking out of, uh, and a growler is more. I got one upstairs, but it's, it's more of like a to go container, usually a bigger type of glass or whatever and you know they oh, put a like lid on it and you ounce, maybe 64 it. ounce or 32 ounce 64 and 32 One, one's called a crowler and one's called a growler yeah. the growler is the 64 the okay. crowler is the uh it's the 32 and then some spots um they'll they'll can't they'll put it in a can yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had that too with the I got a I got a couple over there. I mean that's a good way to get you coming back as well because yeah. if if our honey hole, they offer, you know, send some growlers or crowlers, we'll be going back with. You know, they, they do, they do have taps at the honey hole too. They, they got they do. three yeah. right, right when you walk in. Side, they do. Yeah. For everybody yeah. watching this, man, if y'all have a honey hole, comment in, in, in the comment section and put where y'all honey hole is. Yeah, yeah. You might, be careful though, you might get your hole raided. <laughs> this man up here man, oh, man. Okay. oh I, I am a whole raider like <laughs> i heard it first yeah you hey. heard it first when i'm in when i'm in your city i'm hey it's literally when i travel it's the first thing i look for 
is where's a honey hole? But a lot of times I'm looking for local. So when I walk in, the first thing I'm asking the, the, the salesperson or whoever, what's your local beer? Point me in the direction of local. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for me to be in Florida and not enjoy what's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, I think as I start moving about the country, I'm going to definitely, you know, make yeah, sure I'm uh, breaking bread with the local beer. I was and in- also, um, if you want us to review a beer, drop that. Drop that beer in a, in a comment on, on Instagram too. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get you taken care of if we can, if we can get to it. You know, if it's in our if it's in our area, we'll definitely review that for you. Yeah, but I was in Atlanta last week and I knew that they had a place down there called Pontoon Brewery, and uh, like their beer goes like Caspi going crazy for their beer. So I went to I had text my homeboy. It was like, hey yo, what's the closest liquor store to your house? And it was a Smyrna, Smyrna World of Beverages or something like that. So if you're in Atlanta and you're close to Smyrna World of Beverages, they got a nice beer selection. Um, and so they had, you know, their little local beers. And I grabbed, you know what I'm saying, two varieties from Pontoon Brewing. And it was fire. Um, but then come to find out, they just started, I guess, recently distributing in Nashville. Because when I was at one of my other honey holes, I seen it on the shelf. I'm like, okay. So now I got to drive all the way to Atlanta to get pontoon. Yeah, I think you did a review for him on on the pod on one of our pods. I remember seeing pontoon. Probably, probably they good though. They do. They remind me of like Southern Grist, man. I really like Southern Grist, and I probably should apologize to Southern Grist for not reviewing one yet. But that's probably going to be my next beer, a Southern Grist beer. Yeah, you, you got to get that Grist uh, Ryan guys collabo, man. Do the Nashville Cincinnati thing. Yeah. Um. So Southern Grist, you got to get up pretty early to get their stuff, man. So especially their barrel, their barrel age stuff, man. The barrel age stuff goes quick. So I know it's a drawing. Um, well, not a drawing, but they release it 10 o'clock on Friday. So I'll try to grab one. They let you grab multiples. You might have to grab me one. Um, If I can, I'll get you one. The funny okay. thing about the barrel age, man, I had to change my mentality when I when I first drank one, I didn't really care for it too much, but I think I was treating it like a normal beer and, you know, just downing it or whatever. But yeah, the second time I drank one, man, I, I treated it more, you know, with a little more respect and just pour little pours. Uh, man, just yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a whole different experience, man. Yeah. That's the thing with, with, with craft beer, man. It's, it's not like, because craft beer, there's, there's so many, well, it's, to me, it's the exact same reason why I, I switched from, from vodka to bourbon. It's just the complexity of the spirit. Like vodka is what it is. Bourbon, you get so many different flavors. It's the same thing with, with beer, like basic lagers and, you know, domestic Budweiser, like it's just beer. Like if somebody asked me to describe a, a Budweiser, I can't do it. Like it's, it's, it's beer. Like, it's, it's you just, know, we all got them homeboys that won't stray away yeah. from what they used to. I, I encourage everybody to step out of their comfort zone and just try something different. Yeah, why wouldn't you, man? You know, try something different. You never know what you might like, man. And my neighbor, uh, he bought me a foreign beer. I still got the bottle cap um, upstairs in case you know I'm, I hit his honey hole. I, I think it's Doug's secondary honey hole. I'm like, man, yeah. If I if I were running into this again, I'm gonna cop it. Mm-hmm. Never would have yeah. copped it on my own. I'm like, man, uh, you know, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> I never would have copped that. I go to go to those little small little pubs, man, and try that craft beers, man. And 
Look, look up on that board up there, the, the shit that's wrote in chalk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, me and Doug used to be at the bar. I used to be like, man, just random, like, give me that one. Yeah. Man, I, a lot of times when I go to the bar, they be like, what do you want? I'll literally say, man, su surprise me. And yeah. They, they'll give me a look like, huh? I'm like, man, just surprise me. I'm like, worst case scenario, I don't like it. I'm like, yeah, but, pick, pick one for me. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, like when I, anytime, like I said, even even when I go across the street to the spot across from my um, my crib, I'm like, yo, what's new on tap? What What's local? What's new? And, you know, they run it down and I'm like, okay, I want that. <clears throat> Never tasted it. Don't know what it is. But it's like, there's so many beers to continue drinking the same stuff over and over and over. Um, but once again, I mean, you, you may find that one beer that's just your go-to, like Coors Light, and you can <laughs> find it over and over. Can't, I can't even, I can't even participate anymore. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> oh, you empty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to record. One of those people, man, who, who want to try some new stuff. Yeah. But you always feel comfortable going back to your home. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> man, it's all right. Had that, I mean, had that on ice, had that on deck. But have have some jump off the porch beer, you know. Like yeah, I, I feel weird because I'm I feel like I don't even have a home beer. Like I don't have I don't have a go-to. I don't have a I like I don't have a beer in my refrigerator that's that's quote unquote like basic. Me neither. I don't, I don't have any I don't have any UDF beer. No. Yeah, I don't have anything that's not a quote like craft beer. Like everything is something craft. Like I don't have I think at one point I might have had Modelo in there, but I don't have nothing like because I look at that that 10 12 dollars that I may spend for you know a six pack or 12 pack of you know whatever beer um I'm like yeah, I even, even the basic beer is expensive now I mean I, I think I you know was just messing around looking at the price of bud and I'm like wow it's that much for a six pack of bud you might as well you know differentiate if you don't do that I used to think a 12 pack of corona being like 18 dollars was expensive, expensive. yeah <laughs> Oh my man, what the, but it's twelve beers. It's twelve beers. Man. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, man, I I pay twenty to twenty five to thirty for a, a six pack of individual, you know, single beers now, yeah. and don't don't think nothing of it. How much have y'all ever U, spent? Four pack of UA is like eighteen dollars. <laughs> How much have you spent, like at a, a honey hole, like a, a one, a one visit? Eighty. Good question. Eighty. And, and beer only. Yeah, straight um, beer, 80. Like 80 plus. Intact. 120 is probably the most I've spent. That's I, just for you. you I, that I think I'm in the 40s, huh? maybe. You you were just buying for yourself. You weren't, you know, you, you know how we sometimes we had the honey hole. It wasn't a like, party. It was, <laughs> I was adding to my collection. I still, I probably have the picture and I'll, I'll, I'll post it on Instagram. Like, yo, this is the $120 Paul. I came um, to y'all's y'all's honey hole, Doug. I spent 60. But you you can get up there real quick. You travel. You you travel to a honey hole. You better put some money down there. Five five four packs is one hundred and twenty. No, it's a hundred. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It don't it don't take long. It don't take long. Our honey our honey hole is, is special though, man. You can get Moed at our honey hole. Right. Yeah, you can. They got oh, it caged. Yeah. They got it caged off, man. You, you you can pop some bubbly if you want it. <laughs> oh yeah, the honey hole I got. You go back. It's bourbon back there. It's all types yeah, of shit. Same. Mine is a mine is an actual. It's a liquor store. But what happened is after the tornado down here, they expanded 
the beer section. So they have like an entire half of the building is dedicated to beer. Whereas before they literally had like a, a shelf this big with like six beers on it. So I never bought beer there. And then the dude that took over the beer section, he just kept pumping it on, on uh, social media. Tell much you got to come check it out. You got to check it out. And so I messaged him. I'm like, dude, every, I was like, I've never known y'all to have a, a, a wide selection of beer. He's like, man, it's all brand new. He was like, we got the entire cooler system. He's like, you can walk into the cooler. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna come check y'all out. I haven't stopped shopping with him since the first day I went and checked out the new the new thing because he he knows what what to what to bring in. So he's the buyer as well. So he knows what to bring in. Their selection is great. Their prices are reasonable. Plus, they get a lot of the local stuff. Um, if I don't feel like going down to a Southern Grist or going over to a, a tailgate, I can get it right there in the store. Yeah, the buyer's important, man. The buyer, you know, is really, really the cat who brings in, you know, what it is that you're looking for. So, you know, yeah. like, like the, the, yeah, I was talking about my uh, gas station connect. The guy at the gas station is really the buyer and he buys for the honey hole too. So, oh, that's right. He buys for y'all, y'all spot. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did say that. Yeah. Somebody was reviewing some uh some PBJ today. I think Doug switched to just... yeah. I switched to Doug. You know, we was giving Untitled Art a lot of love, man. We was telling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, Cats is gonna get a a sponsorship by all means necessary. Yeah, I look for that. I look for because I'm going there to get that new UA, mm. and then I try to branch off and get something else. Go but from there. Yeah. Believe me, it'd be so hard. Since I got duped by that uh, astronaut food, it'd be so hard to get some, get my money to somebody else, man. Right. <laughs> that's why. That's why this podcast is so important. That's why this podcast is so important. So we're we're able to kind of give people um, a direction when they're going into a hunting hole. Like, man, what should, what direction should I go? So if you kind of just you know pay attention to what we're saying about some of these beers, you won't have to make that mistake that we've made sometimes with you know buying a beer that's not that tasty, but you putting a lot of money down into it. So hopefully you are listening to what we're saying and, and maybe this will make your experience better if, you, if you're branching out into like a, um, a craft beer. And, hey, and if y'all out there have had some bad experience with beers, put that in the comment section too so we don't make that mistake. <laughs> yeah. right. One thing that I want to say about, one thing that's I want to say about the beers that, that we drink, a lot of, a lot of them are, are seasonal and limited releases. Yeah. So when you see it, Go yeah, if you hear us say it, you know, yeah, you need go to get, get it, it now because it ain't going to be available in two or three yeah, weeks. It ain't right. going to be available in two or three weeks. You're going to be looking for it and you'll be mad at us talking about, man, y'all say get this beer. I can't even find it. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a very good, very good point. Yeah. Even at the Honey Hole, the guy tell me, like, yeah, that's the last one. I, I grabbed the last strawberry <laughs> smoothie. He's like, yeah, yeah, might as well get it. They're not making that anymore. I'm like, dang. But that's what UA does, man. They, they're they're uh very specific as far as when they drop something and if they bring it back out and that, that makes it exclusive, you know, it makes it really exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? When I went to the honey hole, they released a whole bunch of older beers. Did they? Uh, or, yeah. spot? Was that guava? Yeah. Was that guava there? Nah, <laughs> I, it, it was all, it was, it was all, it was mostly stouts. So the stouts, they can do that with the stouts because the stouts, you can, you can age those longer. They can't really do that with the with the fruited beers. Fruit, right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of like get those out on the shelf and get them sold quick. The stout beers are fine to quote unquote seller 
and um and age them but anything with fruit you got to kind of get it out there and get it going um hey, explain, explain that e about the the, the shelf life for the, the fruited in the, in the stouts man i don't i don't have all the science behind it but the fruit can i guess it, it'll skunk over pretty much yeah. so that's why i think that's why i think that uh we was able to get those like those sauvignon blancs and those oatmeal stouts for like five dollars yeah you looked at the bottom of the can like they was kind of older so they, yeah. was, right. they was pushing the end of, of their shelf life so they had to get them out yeah because it was like either we're going to sell them for five bucks for a four pack or we're going to lose you know what i'm saying man, that, was, that was the best deal in life right there man yeah we got to dump all of them so once again it's fruit so fruit only has you know what i'm saying a, a certain amount of shelf life and I don't know if it continues to ferment in the can. And so it might turn into like a, a wine type thing. This yeah, is like a vinegar. So don't take any of this as, as gospel. I'm just thinking right now. now you, you're on the right track. Cause I, I I remember the guy saying that, like, you know, it ferments. And that's why the UA cans are a little larger mm -hmm. to, to let that process happen a little longer in that can. Because I was thinking like, man, how are you able to keep these at room temperature and, and all this fruits in it? And he mm -hmm. said, well, the can is bigger for that reason. And like I said, the science behind it is he needs to speak on it. Maybe we can get him in, man. Maybe we have to talk to that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I talked to the uh, the buyer one time. He said he, you know, really wasn't a camera dude or whatever. But, you know, I'll, I'll holler at him again. Oh, you did? Okay. Next you know what? Over, if we get one of these. No, one of these no man. <laughs> one of these brewers. Uh, yeah, we do it from Elmatic and have him go over the brewing process and, and answer some of those questions. We also can do our own research on. Well, I mean, it's a podcast first, so he doesn't have to even show his face. Yeah, actually, yeah. I have a lit. I I have bookmarked like a, a website that showed the uh, the shelf life of different styles of beers, and I know stouts. Um, you can age those the longest. The longest. Fruited, fruited beers and sours and all that, like they had a relatively shorter shelf life. I think you can have loggers and stuff hanging out there for a while too. Um, don't give me the I read somewhere that if you keep it in a a cool place, dark place, dark cool dark place, not like in a refrigerator, like you know, it it lasts longer. Yeah, so I don't I keep all my um like all my stouts are in the in the in the cupboard, like I don't have them in the refrigerator at all. Um, I'm actually sitting here trying to Google the shelf life so I can give y'all some some tips. Why you doing that? I think of the same thing when I when I bring my haul down. I'm like, man, you know, hopefully I'm able to drink these before they go bad. So in the basement, like you said, Billy, I have like a cool dark spot over in the basement where I just yeah, keep all right, my man. all the things I can't keep in the refrigerator. Because I mean, you know, yeah. listeners, you're, if you have a significant other, you know, they're they're not gonna want to see all those beers just hanging out in the refrigerator the whole time. But yeah, you, you got to save room for food, etc. All that. What like I do now, right now upstairs, I have a whole bottom section of just my beers, and I have uh, another refrigerator in my man cave. And it, I mean, it gets ridiculous, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what I do is when I get a haul, I take one and I put it in the refrigerator. I take the three, I put them on a the shelf. I do two. As I drink one, I put one in the refrigerator. I just keep swapping them out. I keep swapping them out. Yeah, I take, I do two. I put two in the refrigerator. Well, actually, I put two in the cupboard. I put one in the refrigerator, and then I drink one. That way, if I like it, there's one already ready. 
You know what I'm gotcha. saying? And I put two, I keep put the other two in the cabinet. Um, especially with the UA, man, because a lot of the stuff, like you said, like if it's gone, it's gone. You can't get it. And you're like, man, I wanna I wanna drink that in the summer. Like I still yeah, gotta, you, you wanna hang on to it. Yeah, you're like, man, I wanna hang on to that. Like I wanna yeah. drink this in a different environment. Um yeah, I still got a couple Christmas joints. Like, man, I, got uh, a <laughs> I got a cotton candy. I got an uh, apple apple trussel. I got yeah, I got, I got an apple strusel still chilling. Hey, I, want, I want that joint right there, man. <laughs> hey, I, I I got you, Vito. I think I got maybe three or four of the strusels. Oh, left. yeah. I, I got an astronaut food then. I, I'll, put, I'll put one. Yeah, I'll trade you for an astronaut food. Well, hey, oh, man, I'll put 34, man. <laughs> you, know, you know how I feel about the showers, man, especially when you said the thing hits you back here. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's scary, man. I don't want nothing hitting me back here, man. <laughs> I don't think it hit Eric back there though. <laughs> no, nah, it's to me it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It's just I would definitely never spend that that price point, man. Like it wasn't worth that $30 for that that four pack. It's eight ounce it was eight ounces. So you was paying like some insane price for, for eight ounces. But it was also like damn near six sixteen percent, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's a high ABV. Yeah, oh. so it was up there, but I um I don't think it was terrible. I mean, but if you can't drink it, you can't get the alcohol. You can't drink it, you can't get buzzed yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, beat up, beat up refuses to drink it. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. Hey, I'm trying to. I'm trying to let y'all. I'm just trying to share the will. <laughs> yeah, but um, just to switch gears for a hot second. Once again, we are not experts in this field, so that's why this podcast has been mostly based upon talking about beer. But anybody got anything that they're looking at as far as stocks, any crypto plays? Um, I know in the group chat, I keep sending y'all how well that I'm doing on this AMC. Um, yeah. I got in for nine bucks. I've been holding it since all that GameStop, Wall Street bets, hoopla. You know, it's it's dipped a couple times. It got up to like 30 bucks today. Um, I didn't even actually only had my alert set for 18. So when it when it doubled, I got an alert. And then I seen somebody else post on like social media was like, AMC is giving me life. I was like, hold on, what I miss? And I went and looked at it and that joint had went up to like $28 a share. I was like, ooh. And so the conundrum is, you know, do you, do you ride it out? Do you take profits? You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you cash it out all the way? AMC is not a long-term play though, right? Uh... I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they did some restructuring, man, to try yeah. to you know like take advantage of the play that they was getting. So I I mean I don't know about long term, but I mean with the theaters opening back up and you know some of the philosophical changes they made, it, it might be a little bit longer term than what it was you know previously. Because my my rationale behind it is, people aren't going to the theaters like that anymore. I like like you can get that. They're streaming everything. You but I mean, some 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 people, I don't understand it, man, because in my opinion, my TV and my sound is better than anything you can get in the theater. But some people just are they're stuck on the theater, man, and, and they, like, they they think it's better. I'm like, man, well, theater, ain't, theater ain't better than uh, OLED, man. I just think it like the other things they may offer might be while they go, date night, um, just a, a, a place to get away 
Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to get away right now. Everybody wants to get out, man. There's still the there's still an experience behind movie theaters. Um, I believe, if I'm correct, like their all time high is only like thirty five dollars. So honestly, at this point, I should probably look to get out of it because it's teetering on. You know what I'm saying? Where their 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 high was in their the life cycle of the company. But I'm looking at, and I noticed a lot of this is, is credited to what Wall Street Bets is doing and all that type of stuff. But I'm just looking at it's sitting there at, at almost $28. And the movie, the theaters aren't even open. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not open widespread. So I'm just taking a it's and it's a it's a gamble. I'm like, okay, if we're sitting at like 28, what happens when they actually open? You know what I'm saying? They start generating revenue. Yeah, return like does is there room for it to go up? Um, but the thing with the theater is, I think theaters are going to come back just because nothing got released in 2020. A lot of the movies that that show up on like HBO Max and all that type of stuff, like those was movies that was supposed to go to the theater in 2020. But I still think people are going to want to go and get that experience because I mean, there's nothing like you know the however big the screen is, the Dolby surround, the chairs. I do love watching, you know what I'm saying, movies at my crib. And I'm not a huge theater person. Yeah, it's like, when was the last time you've been to a theater? The last, Honestly, I think the last movie that I saw in the theater was Black Panther. I think the last movie we saw was Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I've been since then, but I mean, I in my opinion, man, the, the movie theater screen is not better than my home screen, man. Yeah. I, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger. But, I mean, the clarity of what I get at home, I'm, I mean, and sometimes I feel like at the movie theater, I mean, you're watching it on that, you know, piece of cloth. I'm like, man, this this stuff is blurry. I was going to say this itch is blurry, but I'm like, man, you know, it's, it's just it's just an average picture. And you get and you get raked over the coals for the for the treats and everything. Yeah, else. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's man. Why, I mean, it's, it's why I don't go, man. Huh? I mean, you go in there and you're paying for one movie. Yeah. But you pay for a subscription and you can watch all the damn movies that they have on their old platform. So you go in there, you go in there and pay for, you know, uh, if it's not matinee, you're paying $12, $12 a piece. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I think, think it's going to be tough. I think before the, pandemic, before the pandemic, movie theaters were already kind of going down <laughs> because of the prices. I mean, crazy prices. But see, then they started offering all that kind of like more service to, to justify the prices where you can go order from your, your your chair and be served instead of going to the concession stand. Well, that is pretty cool. You know, I'm saying there, there's then they started serving alcohol and all that type of stuff. So yeah, 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 that was love. Yeah, there's there's I still think there's a place for them. Um, so me personally, after my my CPA told me to stop trying to act like I was a day trader because he was like, you getting hit with these capital gang taxes. Uh, I believe Doug has always said it, just buy and hold. Um, he was telling me just to at least hold for a year. So I'm going I'm to ride this AMC and, and see what happened. But there comes a certain point in time where you're just like, hey, yeah, man, you, you, I'm you got to get out, man. Yeah, yeah, if, if, you, if you've made that much, man, it, it yeah. makes no sense to let it go all the way back down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I set my I set my stop at $25. So if it hits, if it drops back down to $25, i am out. you out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I put, I put $25 uh sell alert on there so i'm out then i mean speaking of taking some losses we i know i've taken some losses this week or in the last couple of weeks on uh 
and Dogecoin and the crypto. Crypto's gone down uh, recently. So, but it's one of those things that it's going to go down, it's going to readjust. And it's, I'm banging for it to go back up. Crypto's always been a long term uh, investment for me. Like, you know, I, I never think about going in and, and taking something back out with crypto because I know crypto is going to be around. And as it, as it generates more and more attention and popularity and, and all that, it's going to go back up. It's going to go back up. I got excited today. Uh, I read an article that said Apple was looking, they, they had posted a position, I guess. Um, they were trying to hire somebody that had experience with alternative currencies. I was like, okay, if Apple is starting to, you know, go down this road, you know, that, that's, that, that's got to be a shot in the arm for crypto. You know, I mean, if, if Apple was to announce tonight, you know, that they were accepting Bitcoin or, or Doji or Ethereum, you know, that stuff would go through the roof. Yeah. I mean, basically when, when uh, and I mean, I, I can't give the guy all the power, but when Elon said that he wasn't accepting Bitcoin no more, it dropped. So I'm like, you, you, you get a major company that, you know, backs you or, or your uh, your currency, you know what I'm saying? You, you can expect, you know, that stuff to go up pretty quick. It's just amazing how one man can just dictate that market. So that, that's that is, why, that that's is what, crazy. That's what that is me, crazy. What keeps me out of it, man, is because of the volatility based upon one person. Like, yeah, that is crazy. It, that one person has so much power. I mean, dude can can tweet something and it skyrockets. He can tweet something else and it 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 plummets. Yeah, he went on Saturday Night Live, man. I don't know if he was saying it. I don't know if he was being one hundred percent real or it is part of the skit. But it it those those coin dropped because he said it was a joke. <laughs> Yeah, and that's but the thing is, it, it is a joke. It's a it's a meme. It's yeah, a meme. It's not, it's not a joke. Yeah, and so that's 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 the thing. And once again, I I still have to do my own research, and I know, you know what I'm saying we've all talked about it. I'm still on the outs with crypto just because it it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, um, you know what I'm saying it's it's I can create my own crypto coin. Well, what do I have? What 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 asset is attached to? You know what I'm saying what what makes the value go up what makes the value go down when i look at stocks stocks make sense to me um because there's a there's a well, i mean and i mean to your point you had donald trump destroying stocks he'll he'll get on and say something crazy about a company and that and that company's stock just dropped so it, it can still be done even with stocks with people if they want to voice something about that particular stock you know what i mean Elon has a he has a platform where not only does he have crypto, but he also has this thing called Tesla, and this, and, and he's going to space. So yeah, he controls the market to a certain degree. But people who are buying the crypto, it wouldn't do nothing unless people were buying it. You know what I mean? He bought all that crypto, but a lot of other people are buying crypto as well. Yeah. I mean, because if you look at the cap for Dogecoin, it's like one trillion right now. But when all those cats dump, like I, I read an article the other day that compared crypto, uh, yeah, crypto I, I read that article that you, you to said. a Ponzi scheme, meaning that if you got in at the ground level and you got in at when stuff was at five cent and all that type of stuff, you've made a killing. But if you late to the game, such as a person as, as myself who would be getting into yeah. Bitcoin at at forty thousand or getting into you know Ethereum at at twenty five hundred, it's it's more of a gamble. 
because you you you're investing larger portions of money into something that's already highly valued that has a lot of volatility same thing with amazon same thing with all these other shares that, that you, you're not buying full shares you're buying fractionally so why not buy fractionally into a bitcoin that may go up to a hundred thousand even though you get in at 38 i got in at bitcoin at uh seven thousand i'm still ahead even though it's at 38 i'm still ahead right i got in at, i got in that dogecoin at five cents yeah, it got up to 60 cents, but now it's down at 35. I'm still ahead, though. You know what I mean? So it's going to have its ebbs and flows. Right now, we're in a low, just like with stocks. I mean, ain't nobody really balling right now with stocks. I know I'm not. But, you know, as soon as something changes, you know, another stimmy goes out, whatever, whatever, it goes back up. That's why I think all this is long-term plays, because you'll see it over time. Like, if you go click on your one month out or your or your, or your one year out, you'll see a, a progress going up hopefully you do that's all i look for you know what i mean as long as i'm going up um i'm happy but yeah i, I threw a couple right dollars into dogecoin huh blast are you down right now with dogecoin? Uh, no not not overall i mean like like he said i was one of the i mean me and me and you we got in pretty much the same point when it was like a nickel so when it dropped did you start selling off or did you buy more uh i i, I bought some more um I was buying. I was buying more though when it was low, you right. know. Like when anytime it would drop below my initial purchase price, I was like, "All right, I'm getting back in." Because that night, that night he was on Dogecoin was at uh, sixty cent, I think. Fit between. 50 now, it was in the, it was in the seventies. It made a, it it really it peaked right before he went on. It, it got up to. Yeah, the they 70s. said a bunch of people started buying because they thought it was going to take off with him being on the show. And it was, I mean, it backfired. That that comment about him saying it was it was a hustle, that backfired. And they try to do a PR, and what they say the next day that he's he's using uh, Dogecoin to to fund his his uh, exploration, right? So like, crypto, you know. crypto doesn't scare me. It doesn't it doesn't bother me because it's not my core investment. Like I I dabble in it to see right. where it's gonna go, but it's not making me or breaking me. So if it was the crash, oh well, I didn't, I didn't put my life stake into it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's the philosophy of everything. Don't put in anything yeah, you can't afford to lose. Yeah. So if you look at your portfolio, crypto's sitting there, but I'm sure it's like at maybe twenty percent of your portfolio. Yeah. I know right now crypto is like hmm. a couple couple weeks ago. I I threw some. Well, actually, probably last week or week and a half ago because Bitcoin was quote unquote crashing. And so I was like, okay, if, if I'm ever going to get in, then this is the time. Yeah, to get in. Um, yeah. So I got in when it was down in the thirties. Um, I threw some bucks at it and we'll see. I mean, cause yeah. you know I mean, I, I mean, I didn't get in. I, I, the thing is I've had the opportunity. Like, you, people tell me like you do all this, you do all this crypto hating. And no, I don't do I don't do crypto. Now it comes out. So you're crypto, man. Stop stop <laughs> no, 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 no. no, so so it's once like Billy said, it's it's money that if I lose it, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh shit, I just lost the mortgage. But that's everything yeah. that's everything. You, you I got like I got real I got real money in stocks. So that's I do a lot more I, I do a lot more research, I do a lot more following of what I'm what I'm invested in. Crypto it, to me was one of those things is, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
if you had an opportunity to to get the Jays, you might not want them. But I know I can turn around and sell them for two seventy five or three hundred. So I would just get them and just just so I can flip them. So it's the same thing with this crypto thing. It's like okay, I don't know if I'm really a sole believer, but why it's down, I'm a I'm gonna take a gamble on it. I, I, true, I, all transparency. I gamble a lot with stocks. You know what I'm saying? Now I have my long-term investments where every month I'm pouring into those stocks because I know these companies are going to be here. These are retirement. That's going to be your retirement. Exactly. But I got some, I got some stocks where I don't even know who the company is. It was a gamble, but I'm up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I got a couple of companies that I was just following some, some groups and it was like, yo, buy this, buy this. And it would be like a penny stock. And I throw some money at it. And they up, you know what I'm saying, 60, 70, 80%. Um, and I, I don't even know what the company makes. Now that's not smart investing, but it's I don't I don't play around my long term. I know what my long term is, I know yeah. what those companies are. But if I got a couple bucks, I'll take a flyer on a on a company. I don't know if it if if the charts look right and if enough people are talking about it, you know what I'm saying? You can turn some penny stocks into some real money. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I looked at uh I guess it's called Doge. I always call it Dogecoin, but uh that's kind of how I looked at it. I was like, man, you know, if I can get a get a couple of these nickels together, yeah. you know, who who knows what can happen? And if if it if it goes to zero, you know, I mean, we've been talking about how much we spend at the beer spot. You know, what I'm saying like, yeah, it's, beer, it's, it's basically beer money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have thousands in, in into Bitcoin. I got a, yeah. I got some, I got hundreds into Bitcoin. And if it, I just thought like, okay, people still talk about even when I do my my research on crypto, Bitcoin is the one that most people have uh, uh, the most interest in. The most interest in it seems to be the most stable as far as a a, a currency overall, not necessarily the price. And then a lot of these, you know, a lot of people that I read, like some of the quote unquote experts, they're just saying kind of stay away from the meme coins because there's they don't have the same, I'm gonna equate it to stocks. They're basically not the same type of company as Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is more like an established company. Like the meme stocks could be a fly by night internet company. And it was like, so you wanna, you wanna, and it's almost it's, it's just it's gauge your own risk. If you can afford to to dump, you know what I'm saying, a lot of money to to Dogecoin and ride it. You know what I'm saying? If it takes off, more power to a lot of these people that's doing that. But I, I'm still, I'm still conservative, but you know, I'm not dumping thousands into nothing. Only thing I'm dumping thousands into is my home. You know what I mean? So that's that's the only part of my portfolio that gets that real money is 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 real estate. You know what I mean? Hmm. These stocks and crypto, they're not getting. I'm not shelling out a thousand a month. To, to invest in those type of things. I mean, I maybe I should, but you know, it's not even. I think Bitcoin is to a point now where it's too big to fail, and once it, once it gets too big to fail, then you're, you're pretty safe. Even though getting below thirty is is pretty scary right now, but it's it's not below thirty right now. Well, if you bought in at seven, like you got a nice cushion. Yeah, I'm still I'm still good, but at seven, I'm still buying fractionally. I didn't put, I didn't buy seven thousand dollars worth of. Bitcoin, you know what I mean? No, I'm I'm saying like, yeah, because I, I buy a lot of fractional stocks, stuff that I can't like. I don't like. I own Amazon. I don't own an entire share of Amazon stock. Like, um, but that's also one thing that I look at too is 
when those companies like a Amazon, like there's, there has to be a ceiling. So I, I look at this and this could be bad thinking. I'm like, do I dump a hundred dollars into buying a fractional share of uh, Amazon or do I take that hundred and buy Apple because I'm getting almost a full share of Apple? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So awkward silence here. <laughs> because yeah, I, I just think we had a good somebody's, somebody's texting let's wrap this up yeah we had a good wrap point man i think <laughs> you know we, we could go on and on man or, you know about i i, I want to dive into that real estate conversation because i mean you know i think markets across the country are all kind of exploding right now but you know we'll say that for next time and i ain't got my ring light so i'm getting dark over here <laughs> once again thanks for checking in to the hops and stocks podcast like, subscribe, follow on all socials. Yeah, yeah. follow uh, Hunter Spoke Media. House and Stop. On IG, uh, IG. IG. We got the IG popping. Yeah, I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, following us so far, liking everything. You know, we we uh, we got big plans. You know, I, I think y'all going to like what we're doing. And we out. Presented by Hunter Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. Trademark copyrighted by Hunter Spoke Media Group.